More cards on the walls and the window frames, and on the door that led into Siebert's little back office. Thousands of Abe B. Normals, or Bob R. Averages, passing through Georgia on their way to sell more photocopy ink or hair care products, had handed old Siebert their cards so that they could leave a reminder of their visit to the friendliest little gas station in the South. Siebert never took them down, so that card had piled upon card in a process of accretion layering like rock. True, some had fallen over the years, or slipped behind the coolers, but for the most part, if the Abe B's or Bob R's passed through again in years to come, with a little Abe or Bob in tow, there was a pretty good chance that they would find their cards buried beneath a hundred others, like a relic of the lives that they had once enjoyed, and of the men that they had once been. But the two men who paid for a full tank and put water in the steaming engine of their piece-of-shit Taurus just before five that afternoon— weren't the kind who left their business cards. Siebert saw that straight off, felt it as something gave in his belly when they glanced at him. They carried themselves in a way that suggested barely suppressed menace, and a potential for lethality that was as definite as a cocked gun or an unsheathed blade. Siebert barely nodded at them when they entered, and he sure as hell didn't ask them for a card. These men didn't want to be remembered, and if, like Siebert, you were smart— then you'd pretty much do your best to forget them as soon as they'd paid for their gas, in cash, of course, and the last dust from their car had settled back on the ground. Because if at some later date you did decide to remember them, maybe when the cops came asking and flashing descriptions, then, well, they might hear about it, and they might decide to remember you, too. And the next time someone dropped by to see old Siebert, they'd be carrying flowers— and old Siebert wouldn't get to shoot the breeds or sell them a fading tourist map because old Siebert would be dead and long past worrying about yellowing stock and peeling paint. So Siebert took their money and watched as the shorter one, the little white guy who had topped up the water when they'd pulled into the gas station, flicked through the cheap CDs and the small stock of paperbacks that Siebert kept on a rack by the door. The other man, the tall black one with the black shirt and the designer jeans, was looking casually at the corners of the ceiling and the shelves behind the counter loaded high with cigarettes. When he was satisfied that there was no camera, he removed his wallet and, using leather-gloved fingers, he counted out two tens to pay for the gas and two sodas, then waited quietly while Siebert made change. Their car was the only one at the pumps. It had New York plates, and both the plates and the car were kind of dirty, so Siebert couldn't see much except for the make and the color and Miss Liberty peering through the murk. "'You need a map?' asked Siebert, hopefully. "'A tourist guide, maybe?' "'No, thank you,' said the black man. Siebert fumbled in the register. For some reason his hands had started to shake. Nervous, he found himself making just the kind of inane conversation that he had vowed to avoid. He seemed to be standing outside himself, watching while an old fool with a drooping mustache talked himself into an early grave. "'You staying around here?' "'No.' "'Guess we won't be seeing you again, then. (laughs) "'Maybe you won't.' "'There was a tone in the man's voice "'that made Siebert look up from the register. "'Siebert's palms were sweating. "'He flicked a quarter up with his index finger "'and felt it slide around in a loop "'in the hollow of his right hand "'before rattling back into the register drawer. "'The black man was still standing, "'relaxed on the other side of the counter, "'but there was a tightness around Siebert's throat "'that he could not explain. "'It was as if the visitor were two people.' one in black jeans and a black shirt, with a soft southern twang to his voice, and the other an unseen presence that had found its way behind the counter and was now slowly constricting Siebert's airways. 
or maybe we might pass through again sometime, he continued. You still be here? I hope so, croaked Siebert. You think you'll remember us? The question was spoken lightly with what might have been the hint of a smile, but there was no mistaking its meaning. Siebert swallowed. Mister, he said, I've forgotten you already. With that, the black man nodded, and he and his companion left, and Siebert didn't release his breath until the car was gone from sight and the shadow of the sign cast itself once again on an empty lot. And when the cops came asking about the men a day or two later, Siebert shook his head and told them that he didn't know nothing about them, couldn't recall if two guys like them had passed through that week. Hell, a lot of people passed through here on the way to 301 or the interstate, kept the place going like a turnstile at Disney World. And anyway, all them black fellers look alike. You know how it is. He gave the cops free coffee and Twinkies and sent them on their way, and had to remind himself for the second time.